0: Hey Westside family, my name is Eric Johnson and I serve on the production team. Thanks for joining us for this week's message. We hope you are blessed by what God has been speaking to us through our pastors and leaders. And we pray this leads you into an even more intimate relationship with Jesus. Love you guys and enjoy. Today is called Heroes, uh... In the valley, we we have a screenshot here to come up here in a second. Uh, I, I want to start off by saying this: even even heroes, even heroes, are called uh, to go into a place of death and or struggle. Uh, sometimes, in the context of us being heroes, God calling us, God using us to make differences in people's lives. That was kind of the context of being heroic last week. God sends us to places that is difficult. God sends us into battles. God sends us into valleys. God sends us into areas that might be uncomfortable, that might be risky. Uh, God sends us into places that uh, is absolute struggle. But the thing is, God might not send us to these places uh, as if that's our battle. Sometimes God sends us into hard places because it's somebody else's battle. But because it is a hard place, it makes it hard for us. Like in, in my experience as a follower of Christ, I can honestly say oftentimes I deal with hard things not because the hard things are my battle. But I deal with hard things because the hard things are other people's battle. And our willingness to go into places like that when God calls us is one of the things that causes us to be heroic. And what we do in these moments or even these seasons at times is also what can cause us to be heroes. Because being a hero isn't just about defeating the devil or the enemy, experiencing the glory, come out of the battle with their hands raised high and declaring victory. Sometimes that happens at the beginning. Sometimes that happens at the end. But yet, there's always the in-between of when God calls us and the outcome of that calling. And the in-between can be extremely difficult because it's the in-between of when you are trying to help somebody, when you are leading somebody, when you are walking through battle and struggle with people, the in-between is where it's, it's, it's hard, it's difficult, it's a struggle, and what we do in that really does determine whether we are one of God's heroes or not because we have a choice to make when you are in the thick of things and the thick of things is for people. You have a choice. You can bail, you can check out, you can be like, you know what? This isn't for me. I, I, I didn't sign up for this additional pain in my life. I, I didn't sign up for this additional conflict. I didn't sign up for people associating me with these particular people and therefore creating an issue in my life. So I'm done. I I didn't sign up for this. I'm, 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 I'm done. Or you can take the route, knowing that you are called to the circumstance, and therefore making the choice to be committed to the circumstance, and allowing God to use you with whatever he is planning for the outcome of the circumstance, and maintain your heart and your position to be a hero for God and to be a hero for the people that he is calling you to. It's easy to run. It's easy to go back to your cave, your life, your circumstance, especially when it's hunky-dory for you. When it's when it's when, when you've got everything in line and everything in order, and there's peace at your base camp. There's blessing in your back cave. There's the goodness of God that surrounds your domain. It's very easy to be like, I'm I'm done, I'm out of this. But that kind of attitude and even that choice does not make us heroes for God or for humanity. What makes us heroes for God and for humanity is saying yes to the call and staying until it's over. In spite of struggle, agony, discomfort, loss, pain and any other thing that we might inherit because we have said yes to somebody else's battle there's a story in scripture that we're going to look at today called the valley of dry bones where one of God's heroes via a vision was sent to a place of desolation and a place of death. Now, this was a vision for him, but it, was, it also was likened to something that he was going to go through as a prophet in his future. But at the same time, there's a lot of principle and application that we can apply to our life when it comes to being called to a valley of death because of other people. So let me read you the story. This is Ezekiel chapter 37, verse 1 through 7. I'm just going to give you a bit of it. I would encourage you to go read the whole thing. Let me just give you this extra. When you look at this story, you you actually have two aspects of—two primary aspects of the story— You got the experience of Ezekiel and that's what we're going to talk about today the hero but then you also have what God was doing with the bones of death or the dry bones which is another talk altogether the hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley and it was full of bones Then he calls me to pass by them all around, and behold, there were very many in the open valley. And indeed, they were very dry. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? So I answered, O Lord God, you know. Again he said to me, Prophesy to these bones, and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, Surely I will cause breath to enter into you, and you shall live. I will put sinews on you, and bring flesh upon you, cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and you shall live. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise, and suddenly a rattling, and the bones came together. Bone. To bone. So that's the, the beginning of the story as far as Ezekiel being called via a vision into this place of death. So let's look at this. We're, gonna, we're, we're just going to look at each of these verses and see what it has to say to us in our life. So the Lord came up on, in this vision, the Lord came up on Ezekiel, and brought him in the spirit of the Lord to this place. So what does that say to us? What it says to us, there is times the Lord's hand is going to be upon us and he is going to lead us by his spirit into a place of death, into a place of battle, into a place of struggle. And that death and that battle and that struggle is not going to be your death, your valley, your struggle, but it's going to be somebody else's death, somebody else's valley, and somebody else's struggle. Because we are, a, we are a body called the body of Christ. And sometimes the foot can't do what it needs to do, so another part of the body has to come in and compensate what the foot can't do. We have to realize that on our spiritual journey, we are not fighting just for ourselves. And God has not called us just to be righteous or blessed for ourselves. But there is seasons when God says, I want to put you in a situation not for you because there's something in you that can benefit somebody else that needs your voice or needs your hands, or needs your resources, or needs your testimony, or that needs your history. We are such a self-centered society, and the outcome of that has been a self-centered church that creates self-centered Christians, but God has not only called us to do things that enable us to be blessed, God has raised us up to mimic Jesus himself, and Jesus himself came in the form of a man, but yet was a God. He came out of the divine and he entered into the carnality and he became sin so that he can overcome sin for you and I's freedom, redemption, liberty, healing, and the list goes on. Amen. And sometimes God calls us to be removed from our experience or our state or our domain of blessing that we have for him so that we might go into a battle to fight on somebody else's behalf. And that is the beginning of being heroic. If you want to be a hero for God, the first thing you got to change about yourself is it's not all about me, myself, and I, but the true heart of a hero for God is Lord, not my will be done, but your will be done. And Jesus prayed that to God right before he was sent to Galgotha or the cross to die for the rest of the world. So Ezekiel was called not just to go into the valley. It's one thing. To be on the edge of a valley it's another thing to walk through the mist of, a, of the valley so ezekiel was called don't know if the baby's asleep or not to walk through the mist of the valley so he could see the details of what's going on man i like those kicks dude i wish there was my size See, I wouldn't know him. I liked his kicks if I want to walk so close. Those are sick kicks right there. Ezekiel was called to pass through the valley. Not to stay on the edge of the valley. Not to stay on the pulpit, but to get up in people's business to get where they're seating. Baby, you're looking beautiful today. That's help me from last week. Are you breathing? You know what I'm saying this morning. Ezekiel was called to get inside of people's business, not just in random people's business. Don't get me wrong, like, you don't need to get inside of people's business that you don't need to be inside of. But if God is calling you to get, into somebody's business it's not for the sake of nosiness or gossip or just so that you can be in the know of something but if God is calling you to get inside of somebody's business it's because he wants you to join forces with them and to get inside of a battle and start fighting on their behalf he passed through The Valley of Dry Bones. And what we have is this gave him insight. It gave him the ability to prophesy how he needed to prophesy. If he did not walk through the Valley of Dry Bones in such a detailed way, he would not have been able to see that they were a very, and the word emphasizes a very dry set of bones and he would not have been able to realize that it wasn't just a few very dry bones, but there was many very dry bones. When you get into somebody else's business, you really get to see the details. You get to see all the demons they're fighting, all the issues they're dealing with, all the people that's going against them. You get to see if they're lonely, if they're depressed, if they're strong in one area and weak in another area. And when you have that that revelation in that insight about other the people's life you then have the ability to proclaim as God would call you to to proclaim life over those people amen verse 3 says and he said to me son of man can these bones live his answer is quite perplexing. His answer is, is not the typical response of a hero of faith. You would expect a man of his caliber to be like, Yes, Lord, these bones shall live. But for whatever reason, His experience, his insight, his knowledge, maybe even his faith, did not allow him to respond like you would think he would have responded. What we have is we don't see him responding in faith the bones is going to rise up, nor do we see him responding with doubt that the bones can't rise up. Sometimes we are put in a situation when it comes to other people's lives and you know what needs to happen, you know what should happen, but you really don't know what's going to happen. You don't know if the person is gonna get healed. You don't know if the person is gonna get free. You don't know if the marriage is gonna be restored. You don't know if the bills are gonna be met. You don't know if their body is going to change and become well again. You're fighting, you're praying, you're fasting, you're rebuking, you're declaring. But at the end of the day, before you lay your head down at night, most of the times, and I know there are exceptions to the rule, but most of the time, you just really don't know. The problem with this lack of knowledge with some people is they allow this lack of really knowing to be a gateway into doubt. They don't know, so they disbelieve. They don't know, so they go into doubt. They don't know, so they leave the battle. They don't know, so they stop praying. They don't know, so they stop encouraging. They don't know, so they stop helping. They don't know, and they stop doing everything that a hero of God should do for another brother or sister in Christ. And the truth of the matter is, sometimes you just don't know. But let me give you a sweet answer, and we find it in Ezekiel's response. And he said, O oh Lord, you know. We may not know, but God knows. We may not understand, but God understands. We may not be in control, but God has the matter in his hands. Are you breathing this morning? There are some circumstances that we find ourselves in that we honestly don't know the outcome. And when we find ourselves in those circumstances, there is one area of faith that we must, and I repeat, that we must maintain, and it's for us not to lean on our own understanding, but for us to trust and acknowledge that God knows when it comes to every single circumstance that we are dealing with or other people are dealing with in life. We cannot lose faith. We cannot lose hope. We cannot lose effort because we don't know. we have to maintain and hold on to god to god who he is what he is capable of of his mercy of his grace of his goodness of his blessings of his past accounts With you or with others and not allow what we know or don't know to be the basis of our faith but to allow who God is and the goodness of God and the history of God and the character of God to be the foundation in which our faith is built upon because if your faith is based off what you see or what you know there will become a time when your faith will be shaken because what you see will be shaken and what you know will be shaken and what you seem to understand will be shaken because we know all heaven and all earth is shaken at times but when we put our faith in god He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. His blessings do not go and come. His power is not weak one moment and strong the next moment. His love isn't for you one day and against you the next day. He is the same yesterday, today, and And forever and the Bible says that his word does not come back void the Bible says that heaven and earth will pass away but his word will stand will exist forever so you may not know you may not see you may not understand And even though it would be nice to know, to see and to understand, if you don't know and if you don't see and if you don't understand, then you just simply hold on, lean on, trust into and declare the goodness of God over your circumstance. Amen. Or the circumstance of the people you're fighting for. Verse 4 says, Again, he said to me, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. God gave him the words to speak. God has given us words to speak. And it's inside of a book that we call the Bible. It's extremely important that we, as Christians, or those of us who carry the role of minister, give the Word of God. That we base what we say off what is in that Bible. That we don't base what we say off of our opinion, off of our insight, off of what we've heard, off of our own word. Creative motivational talks is very popular today inside the church, within small groups, on YouTube, And Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, and places of worship all across the land. Nice, encouraging, motivational talks is the thing. And I don't oppose nice motivational talks, but I believe this with all my heart, that nice motivational talks don't raise dead bones only the word of God and I will say there is times when we might need to be encouraged by a good motivational talk been there and done that and bought a few t-shirts but I can also say to you When the rubber meets the road when I'm fighting hell for myself or somebody else that motivational talk needs to be thrown out the window and the only thing that's really going to overcome Satan or raise these bones into life again is what God has chosen to be in the book called the Bible it's so important so please hear me today. I'm not opposing Christian motivational talks. But what I am saying is a word from God based on the Bible is priority and way more important than a good Christian talk. And if you follow a ministry that, is, that bases their ministry off Christian motivation and not the Bible, you need to change who you follow. Because you're going to come across the time when you need your bones to be shaken, rattled, and put back together. And it's only going to be the Bible that is able to do that. Because it's not motivational talks that raise the dead. Only the pure, unadulterated, unchanged word of almighty God. Amen. Amen. So verse 7 says, So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied, there was a noise, and suddenly a rattling, and the bones came together bone to bone. So in a nutshell, what we have is at the end of the day, Ezekiel was called into the valley of, a valley of death. And he passed through that struggle and that hardship. He passed through that death. He experienced it. He felt the hardship of it. He saw the lack of it. He experienced the loss from it. He came to a point where his faith, faith was challenged. Because he really didn't know. All he knew was God. And then we come across the point that he was alone all these things could make a person quit could make a person lose lose their voice lose their faith lose their testimony lose their praise lose their declaration lose the word of God but Ezekiel maintained a position a heroic position a strong position and instead of losing instead of running away instead of quitting he simply obeyed He obeyed by prophesying or doing exactly what God called him to do. So he didn't lose his voice. He didn't lose his faith. He didn't lose his testimony. He didn't lose his praise. He didn't lose his declaration. He didn't lose his words from God. And this is the end of it for me today. Even if you are called to the valley of death, do not allow yourself to lose what God has already established in you. Don't allow yourself to lose your voice, don't allow yourself to lose your faith. Don't allow yourself to lose your testimony, your praise, your declaration, or the words and revelation that you have once received from God. Fact of the matter is in the valley, you can receive a louder voice. You can experience greater faith. You can have another testimony. More reasons to praise. More revelations to declare. And words from God that makes you more solid or is more solid in your life. Being a hero for God is not easy. Because It literally means changing your faith from being a self-focused faith to being a faith that is centered for others. And that really is a change from going from an elementary level of the faith as as the New Testament teaches into a mature level of the faith. When you can honestly examine your faith and you can honestly say with all your heart, what I believe and what I do isn't just for me, but it's for the lost, it's for the hurting, it's for the broken, it's for the needy, it's for my enemy is for whoever God wants to send me to that's being a hero of the faith is moving beyond a self-centered faith into a world-centered faith and to be honest it's so much more fulfilling Having a faith that's just about us, it's very boring. It causes us to become complacent. Because the Bible says it's better to give than it is to receive. And if our faith is just causing us to always thinking about what we're receiving from God and not what we're giving to others from God, man we become complacent we become dry and if not careful we can find ourselves dead in a valley of dry bones because as a follower of Christ the life of God in in us is not sustained simply by doing for ourselves and believing for ourselves. But the life of God in us is is sustained, sustained, when we make it a point to live for others in a heroic way for God. That's when we truly experience the fullness of God's glory, the blessings of God. The peace that passes all understandings. A joy that becomes the center of our strength. If you want more for God, become a hero for God. If you want more of the blessings, become a hero for God. If you want to experience the word of God in a very living way in your life, go from an elementary level to a mature level and say, God, it's not just about me. Send me. And I will go. I will be a hero of the faith. Amen? Stand to your feet. Let me pray for you this moment. Thanks so much for joining us. We hope God spoke to you personally through this message and continues to encourage you throughout the coming weeks.